ARK Invest's 2022 Big Ideas Report came out a week ago, and oh boy, is it exciting. And confusing. It's exciting because of the content and also because of the timing. Last year, Big Ideas came out right at the top for growth stocks. Now, many of those same growth stocks have collapsed by well over 50% in just the last three months, bringing them back to pretty attractive valuations. Trust me, I get that seeing nothing but red in your portfolio can get pretty exhausting. But with prices down so much, it's the perfect time to do deep dives on the technology trends that ARK Invest believes will lead to exponential growth over the next decade. One of the really interesting things this report implies is that traditional Wall Street analysts could start missing the mark more and more over the next decade because they're not really accounting for how these technology trends overlap and feed into each other. That's important because analysts set quarterly expectations for earnings per share and revenue, so if they're not modeling things correctly, these innovative companies should keep surprising relative to those expectations. Okay, if you're Warren Buffett or if you're Jimmy Buffett, nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles, least of all stockbrokers. That's exciting, but if analysts have a hard time calibrating their estimates, it could also be a bumpy ride for growth stocks, not just a smooth exponential curve straight up. That will be confusing, which kind of makes this research and building your own convictions even more important. The report itself is also very confusing. First of all, this Big Ideas report is very different from the previous years. In some places, they use 2021 numbers, and in others, I think they stick with 2020 numbers. There are inconsistencies in scales from slide to slide, so I have to be resizing graphics to make the presentation self-consistent. It's actually really important for me to get these fixes right because everything they present is in logarithmic scales. So these little differences mean big errors on my end if I get it wrong. On top of that, they're using the same terms in different ways. For example, artificial intelligence is one of the five innovation platforms. It's one of the 14 disruptive technologies, and it's one of the 14 big ideas. So this episode is an intro to help investors understand and get the most out of the entire presentation, at least at a high level. Then as I solve these challenges, I'll cover each of the big ideas in a separate episode and link them to the specific stocks that ARK Invest holds inside their funds. This introduction episode has three parts. First, I've put together a supercut of Kathy Woods and Brett Winton's introductions to the report. I've cut out all of the ums and the uhs, stripped out all of the fluff, and kept only the stuff that really focuses on the stock and cryptocurrency markets. I think it's important to hear as much as we can straight from the source. After the supercut, I'll help clarify how to use the report for your own investing research. So if you're scratching your head because the big ideas don't match the 14 technologies, or you're not familiar with this whole idea of the convergence, stick around to the end and I'll explain it for you. Your time is valuable, so let's get right into it, starting with the supercut. I believe we have the best research on innovation in the industry. The research is the courage of our conviction. Now, I know and, and I completely understand what investors are going through today, given all the fear, uncertainty, the doubt, the volatility. Volatility is not always a bad thing. A year, 18 months ago, volatility on the upside was a beautiful thing. Uh, but uh, volatility on the downside is painful. It is important to keep a long-term investment time horizon when you're investing in in innovation. I have never seen innovation on sale the way it is today. This disconnect will not last. We are in prime time. This is no longer a dream. And we think it's critically important that investors get on the right side of change. Because during the next 10 years, we believe disruptive innovation in the public equity markets 
will scale at a 30% annualized rate from roughly 10 to 15 trillion now to more than 200 trillion uh, in 2030. And the rest of the market, uh, we believe, is going to be hit by something called creative destruction, the destruction caused by disruptive innovation as it disintermediates and disrupts the existing world order. And so now I'd like to introduce Brett Winton, our director of research. It really is a unique time in technological economic history. So I'm happy to share with you uh, our Big Ideas 2022. One of the things that, that we've noticed in particular over the last six and 12 months is the degree to which the innovations we're focused on are converging. The, the way in which AI is feeding into genome sequencing, blockchains in the consumer space, kind of the convergence of technologies is, is where a lot of exciting um, opportunities lie, both because there's likely to be more misunderstanding there and you, you can get these compounding effects where you have an S-curve building on top of an S-curve and the overall opportunity set for a set of businesses can amplify. There are five innovation platforms that we focus on. Uh, AI, uh, energy storage or battery technology, uh, blockchain, in particular public blockchains, robotics, and then uh, DNA sequencing, or I think of it as gene read-write. The market cap attributable to innovation will exceed meaningfully the uh, market cap attributed to other businesses over the next decade. Then from a allocation perspective, you're better off being in front of that wave than waiting for it to occur. Collectively, these five technology platforms, we expect to accrue over $200 trillion in value over 10 years. Each technology is discreetly modelable, but there is also important dependencies between the technologies. You, one of the reasons to be optimistic about robotaxi and the economic value that robotaxis can deliver is because of the fundamental innovation happening in the AI and neural net space. Each of these technologies against which we have defined a cost decline curve and done unit economics cases for end buyers are experiencing steep cost declines. They also cut across sectors, which is an important characteristic. So I'll spend a moment on each technology platform. Within the AI space, we expect that artificial intelligence and the associated technologies will yield more than $100 trillion in market capitalization by 2030. There's mobile connected devices here that includes expectations for augmented reality headsets and the constellation of devices that you wear on your person. Cloud computing is um, kind of the infrastructure as a service layer that, that gives us access to a su supercomputer in our pockets from any connected device. As a response to the demand for AI, we think there's going to be a meaningful increase in, in compute hardware spend to support it. Uh, exceeding a trillion dollars. Internet of Things is, is fixed connected devices. So the smart speakers, the smart TVs, and you can think of this as this is the media retail space that lives inside your home that allows you to frictionlessly buy things through e-commerce platforms and frictionlessly access media and potentially you know public blockchain Web3 assets. Uh, and of course, AI itself, and, and this drives a lot of the value accrual expectations here. The value accrual is predicated on the fact that the advances in AI suggest that 
it's not going to be considered uh, artificial intelligence, but instead augmented intelligence, where every knowledge worker will become more productive. Every software engineer will become more productive. And the um, productivity value that we anticipate spilling off AI will actually meaningfully exceed the, the revenue that AI software companies will capture. Within the battery technology space, this is where we capture both energy storage opportunities as well as autonomous mobility. Autonomous mobility and robotaxi in particular, we believe is going to be the most economically productivity generating innovation of all time. The logic is relatively simple. We spend 700 to 800 billion hours driving a year as amateur drivers. And so if you can displace that, people will happily pay to be driven around and you end up with this economic value creation of the freed up time. On the battery technology side, it's interesting. It seems as if the automotive space is being priced as if the pricing structure of selling cars will not transform. Uh, and as if every single competitor is going to trend towards Tesla-like margins on their ability to produce electric vehicles. We think that's probably misguided. It's hard to imagine autonomous mobility services coming into play without dramatically changing the unit cost of a vehicle and the form factors that will be sold into the market. And so tread carefully there. Within the robotic space, this includes 3D printing, where you can essentially manufacture any part on demand. You can de-risk supply chains. You can get complexity for free, and you can deliver better performance, particularly within aerospace. It includes robotics. And we have a back-end weighted expectation for robotics value accrual. It's heavily contingent upon continued advances in neural nets. Robotics within the manufacturing space can become much more flexible and software-defined. And, and that would meaningfully increase the productivity of, of the world of built things. And then reusable rockets. And it, with reusable rockets, you have crossing two orders of magnitude in cost declines of getting things up into orbit. It seems like the most meaningful opportunity here is in, in low Earth orbit um, satellite constellations delivering connectivity, but it's still in a very early stage as to what's going to be realized with that technology, including potentially hypersonic travel around the world and transformations in logistics on that basis. In the genomic space, there is amazing convergence between these technologies. The inexpensive gene editing that's been delivered by CRISPR technology yields insights and easy experimentation, which then makes the sequencing generating the, the molecular information more valuable, which then allows us to discover more diseases and disorders and the, the fundamental molecular basis of them, which enables us to develop and deliver living therapies into the body to, to cure them. So this is the technology platform that's in its earliest stages, and it has perhaps the greatest potential for providing benefit to humanity as we are able to hopefully eliminate pernicious diseases. Finally, within the public blockchain space, we think that this should best be understood as three concurrent revolutions that have all been catalyzed by the introduction of Bitcoin into the world. There's a money revolution, which Bitcoin is positioned to win. There's a financial revolution, which comprises the DeFi space and everything that's happening with smart contracting within the financial ecosystem. And then there's the consumer internet revolution, which includes all of the experimentation going on with NFTs, including people buying digital JPEGs for hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
The other uh, technology that we categorize here that, that's often overlooked is digital wallets. And you can think of public blockchains as tearing apart and remaking the back end of the financial ecosystem. How are assets custodied? kept track of, um, transferred. We believe that digital wallets are refiguring the front end of financial ecosystems. The two largest consumer-facing financial companies in the U.S., as we think about it, are not uh, traditional banks, but Venmo and the Blocks Cash App. It's actually hard to imagine that 10 years from now, you will be going into bank branches to conduct financial transactions. We think that model doesn't make sense. Instead, it's likely that these front-end digital wallets that can cross-sell you into all kinds of financial services and have very low customer acquisition costs and become increasingly important if you're in a multi-asset world where you're transferring in and out of cryptocurrencies, almost $10 trillion in market capitalization globally that um, they'll occupy. So that's an overview of the technologies that we cover. One of the key characteristics that we believe differentiates us as a team, I think that we are well positioned both to understand um, where technology is going and to appropriately model the S-curves that can compound on top of S-curves as a result of these convergences. Like I said at the start of the episode, traditional Wall Street analysts who don't think about how all of these pieces fit together are going to have a tougher and tougher time correctly valuing this interconnected puzzle. For example, traditional analysts might keep complaining that Tesla's market cap is bigger than almost every other automaker put together. But if you were to value Tesla based on its future scale and profitability of its outputs in terms of robotics, battery technologies, and artificial intelligence applications, you'd probably get a much better sense of Tesla's true valuation. So if you see Wall Street analysts changing their price targets more and more to chase current valuations, this could be why. That's also why ARK Invest's 2025 price target for Tesla looks so much different from a traditional Wall Street price target. The reason ARK Invest has such crazy-sounding trillion-dollar projections on many of these slides is because of a few things put together. First, these are enterprise values, which means they're assets plus liabilities. Second, these are big families of technologies that cut across a lot of industries and geographies, not just one or two companies. Third, these technologies are converging, so they all help unlock costs and capabilities for each other. The convergence is this idea that advanced technologies are overlapping more and more. For example, as artificial intelligence gets better and cheaper, it becomes easier and cheaper to teach a car to drive itself. It also becomes cheaper to program robots, optimize battery designs, sequence the human genome, and so on. But if the human genome is cheaper to sequence, labs can also run more experiments, discover more proteins and drugs, and design more custom therapies. If that sounds exciting to you, check out my exclusive interview with Simon Barnett, ARK Invest's analyst focused on next-generation DNA sequencing, diagnostics, and synthetic biology. It's jam-packed with how artificial intelligence, robotics, and a few different areas of genomics are converging. If you're not modeling the change in artificial intelligence capabilities and costs over time, you're going to underestimate all of these technologies that artificial intelligence enables, and all of the ones that those enable, and so on. The same thing can be said about cloud computing, robotics, and everything else in this web. It's all connected. So there's a strong relationship between artificial intelligence and cloud computing, artificial intelligence and mobile connected devices, and AI and autonomous mobility, all for very different reasons, which I'll cover when I cover these technologies in depth. 
Likewise, there are some surprising connections in here. How are blockchain and reusable rockets connected? If we can figure this out and find the company executing this concept before Wall Street does, there could be some serious upside here. Here's another point of confusion. Artificial intelligence is one of the five innovation platforms ARK Invest focuses all of its research on. It's also one of the 14 disruptive technologies that are converging as a part of this chart. It's also, also, the first big idea. If that makes your eyes cross, you're not alone. Let me explain the difference between an innovation platform, a disruptive technology, and a big idea. The five innovation platforms are massive families of advanced technologies. When ARK Invest says that artificial intelligence will have a $108 trillion market cap in 2030, think about all of the Googles and Microsofts and Apples and Teslas that do work in that space. Banks that use AI to price risks, pharmaceutical companies that use AI to discover drugs, robotics companies that use AI to go back in time and trigger a robot apocalypse. Uh, what's that? Our robot overlords need me to cut that? Robotics companies that use AI to optimize production, media companies that use AI to recommend music and movies, and on and on and on. By 2030, artificial intelligence could touch almost every aspect of our daily lives. These other four technology platforms work the same exact way. These are platforms that many technologies across many industries are built on top of. Under the umbrella of the artificial intelligence innovation platform, we have mobile connected devices, internet of things, cloud computing, and AI. This AI technology means something more specific. Stocks like Palantir and UiPath are responsible for unlocking some of this $85 trillion in knowledge worker productivity over the next decade, and their revenues should scale accordingly. It's an expanding market. How much is that market expanding? Roughly at a 26% compound annual growth rate, and I'm currently working to figure out the actual number for the AI technology bubble specifically. It turns out that all five innovation platforms actually have a technology bubble with the same name and two of those are also big ideas. The 14 big ideas don't map back to these 14 technologies one to one. If you go all the way back to ARK Invest's 2019 big ideas, you can see that they're meant to be new markets that are enabled by these technologies overlapping more and more. Autonomous ride hailing is a big idea because it's a big market opportunity unlocked by the convergence of battery technology, artificial intelligence, and robotics. If you're looking at the current Big Ideas report, it also overlaps with 3D printing. So all of these big ideas are market areas that are expected to see exponential growth over the coming decade. You achieve exponential growth by having a fast-growing business in a fast-growing market. So we should be looking for the businesses being built that capitalize on these markets today. Hopefully, this episode helped you understand the structure of ARK Invest's 2022 Big Ideas report, as well as some of the differences between the five innovation platforms, 14 technologies, and 14 big ideas that were presented here, and why it's taking me so long to start covering it. I only release content that I think will genuinely add value to the discussion after I've done my homework. Until next time, stay long, stay strong, and thanks for watching. This is Ticker Symbol U. My name is Alex, reminding you that the best investment you can make is in you.